0: This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now, the host of The Right Connection, Katherine Burroughs. Hello, and welcome to The Right Connection. This is episode five in my five part series, The Top Five Myths Keeping You from Writing Your Book. In part one, we talked about the money myth and I shared how it had been keeping me from writing my own book and how I learned to value my book as the top of my business funnel. In part two, we talked about the competition myth and how I realized that stepping further into my authentic self is the best way to make those connections that help us change the world. In part three, we talked about the content myth. And even myself, as someone who loves to write and has been writing for my whole life, had doubts about content. What was I going to put in my book? Why would people want to read that content? And all of the mindset work that I had to do to overcome that and realize that I already have all the content I need to write my business book. In part four, we talked about the tech myth. And my advice about that is delegate, delegate, delegate. Anything that you don't need to do in your business, delegate. It's a great way to remove some stress from you, make sure that you're running things in a really sustainable way that prevents burnout. And you get so many benefits from taking advantage of, not taking advantage in a bad way, but maximizing the opportunity to use other experts and let them do their job in their zone of genius Like my publisher does with all of the tech required to upload the book. And you can focus then on your own expertise and serving your own clients. So today I'm going to wrap up this series with the time myth. But first, a few of my personal updates. So the last few weeks, I've been doing a lot of driving around. Or the passengering around because my son has been doing some practicing for his driving lessons. So I have been in the passenger seat, and that's a little bit of a weird shift for me because I've been driving since I was 16, and that was just slightly before the graduated licensing came in here in Ontario, Canada, which means that now it's a bit longer for students to be able to drive. Independently, like without a parent or other licensed driver in the passenger seat. So that's been, I think, a really good journey for me. And I think that can relate to what I was talking about with delegating things. Like I keep telling my son, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I can send you to the grocery store with a list and you can just come home, put the groceries away and I'll open the fridge and they'll be there. So delegating those tasks is very similar to delegating tasks in my business. And I've been leaning more and more on my team and delegating more and more to them as they get up to speed with my business and my brand. And I'm getting much better at (laughs) downloading to them what's in my head then I can let go of more of those tasks and let them put their own brilliance to work and be in their own zone of genius because they're all wonderful. And I really highly believe in hiring qualified people and then stepping back and letting them really make use of their talents. So I'm thrilled to say that that's going super well, both in business and with the driving lessons, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) So I remember my own mom like clutching the handle on the door as I was driving. I just, I'm not like that. I'm really doing well at remaining calm and looking for those teachable moments. So yes, it's a great place to have a conversation with your teen too, just as a, you know, side note on parenting, because you know, it's kind of different. Like it was weird. The other day we went out for lunch, my son and I, and once we were sitting across the table from each other in the restaurant, it was different when you have that eye contact there versus sitting in the car and you don't have to make that eye contact all the time. There's not like that pressure to have all those conversations and like be talking every single moment of the time and stuff. So I really, really enjoy going driving with him. And I also had a really lovely evening. We had a huge storm here the other night so my husband and I were out after dark watching the storm watching all the lightning and how it moved across the sky and all the different colors there was like blue lightning and orange lightning and it was a little bit crazy we were hoping that we were not going to get a tornado and I'm happy to say that we did not so that was good I am doing a lot of writing this week on my book and planning to do a little bit of a personal writing retreat for my own book soon, so two or three days probably of just going off somewhere by myself, really diving into writing that content. And of course, if any of you are keeping up with me on Facebook, you'll know that I'm continuing to do my Facebook Lives every day about my 90 days to 90 pages process, which I'm test driving myself. And yes, I absolutely love road metaphors because I love driving. I've always loved driving. My favorite quote since I've been a teenager is life is a journey, not a destination. So that automatically brings in all those images of travel and Exploration and progress and forward motion, and all of that. So, anyway, let me not get distracted by talking about driving. We can talk about driving stories another day. Let us get back to the time myth. So, this book that I'm working on right now is a book that I've wanted to write for a long time. However, I've been super busy running my business and serving my clients and doing the writing for the clients. And honestly, The truth is I've often felt guilty for taking time to write my own stuff. It just feels maybe a little selfish for me or has in the past. So I just kept putting it off. And I've got to say that the more I have jumped into writing my own book, this nonfiction book, as well as the fiction book that I'm working on, the more I feel that that has inspired and enhanced my creativity in my client work and in other aspects of my business and my life. So now I'm not feeling guilty about doing it. I'm feeling like this is a really crucial part of my business that I need to be working on my own creative projects as well and taking time for that. So I'm working that planning into my calendar and taking my Fridays as my creative day to step into whatever creative projects I'm doing. And I consider my nonfiction book a creative project as well because I think that we can write very creatively even when we are writing nonfiction and not just bringing in those literary elements that I've talked about before on this podcast—the you know, of character and plot and setting and theme and language. That's a five-part series back last December, I think it was. But just being creative in how we express ourselves and how we come at our topic and really making it unique and specific to us. So nonfiction has a ton of room for creativity. It's not this boring, dry thing that we maybe used to think of it as. There's so much room to explore and bring in insights and just let your personality shine through. So I'm loving the nonfiction writing just as much as I love fiction writing. So back to time. How long do you think it takes to write a book? Maybe one year, maybe five years, 10 years even? We hear a lot of different numbers from different authors across a wide variety of genres. So J.R.R. Tolkien spent 10 years writing the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but in contrast, Robert Louis Stevenson penned The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in a mere six days. We often think that writing a book will take longer than it really does, especially when you're talking about a business book because your business book doesn't have to be 500 pages long or even 200 pages. We can write a very impactful business book in 80 to 100 pages. This is not meant to be the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which comes in at a total of 1,000, 241 pages, by the way. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is only 144 pages. But we're not writing a epic saga here, although, as you know, I advocate bringing elements of those epic sagas into our business books. But we're writing a clear, concise business book specifically designed to help people, our audience, our potential clients, our network, by giving them easy-to-understand information and actionable next steps. So here's the thing. A 90-page book is about 25,000 words. Stephen King recommends that new writers try to write between 300 and 500 words per day, which he says takes about 30 minutes. So if we write 2,000 words per week, so that would be, say, 500 words on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we can have a rough draft of our book finished in 12 weeks or about 90 days. So once I broke that math down, it sounded so much more doable to me, even as a busy business owner. And it seemed so inspiring that I actually have created a process around that called 90 Days to 90 Pages, which I'm walking my viewers through on Facebook Lives. So if you want to check out more about that, check out my Facebook page. But I want to just say now that we have removed all of the fear and overwhelm from writing a book by removing these myths, let's recap the money myth. We know that the return on investment from our book is going to be having it as the top of our funnel so that people get to know who we are, what we do, what it's like to work with us and how we've helped real people just like that reader. The competition myth, we know that we don't have to have a following of millions and millions of people when we're reaching the right people to make a difference. The content myth, we know that if we have any kind of content already created, such as a blog, a podcast, a keynote speech, a course, a webinar, any of those kinds of things, You've already got all the content you need for your business book. It just needs to be repurposed and slightly adjusted. So you're going to want to have, you know, a little bit of help with that, getting an external perspective, getting some good editing happening. For the tech myth, yes, you can take the time to learn it yourself. And if that's what you're into, fabulous, go do it. Otherwise, I would highly recommend that you delegate that process. And I have wonderful recommendations of people that you can work with and the time myth. So let's stop putting it off. And I'm you're leading by example. I have started my 90 day process. So I am committed to doing that writing for the 30 minutes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it's all going to add up. And you know, if there's one day that you can't do it, then you know what, just don't beat yourself up about it, get back to it the next day and just keep going. That's the thing we need to persevere to reach that goal of having our business book written 90 days to 90 pages is absolutely the way to do that. So now that those myths are not standing in your way, I hope that you'll get started on your business book. If you've identified with any of these myths or want to have a recap that you can download, I've got the 5 Myths ebook available on my website, katharineburrowscreative.com. And you can also book a call with me there if you have any questions or if you'd like to chat further about writing your book. I'm always happy to hear about people wanting to write a book and I'm interested to know what your thoughts are, what your struggles are, what your goals are. So I'd love to chat with you about your business book. Um, Just feel free. There's a button that says book a call. Just a 30-minute coffee chat. Very informal. No obligation. So we can talk about next steps and how you can move forward and get that business book out into the world to change lives and make this planet a better place. Because I know that you all feel called like I do to help others and to leave the world a little bit better than the way we found it. So maybe a little insight into my why. I hope you found something today to inspire your creativity and help you step further into your authentic self to multiply your reach, impact, and profit. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you next time on The Right Connection. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope something in today's episode inspired you to tell your own story more creatively. Please join me next time for more about how authentic words and stories create The Right Connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. What did you think of the show today? Give us a rating and leave us a comment if you have a question for katherine reach out to her by sending her an email the right connection at or visit her website katherineburrowscreative.com and don't forget to follow katherine on social media thanks again for listening to the right connection